Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm ready to spill the D on down to <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, fangirling, and most importantly, our freaking amazing friendship. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie, and we are so excited to dish and spill the D to, <laughs> with you today. <laughs> okay, so we were saying spill the D because we're talking about Downton Abbey and because it just sounds inappropriate and that's so the kind inappropriate. of yeah that's the kind of mood we're in tonight is inappropriate the second Downton Abbey movie a new era premiered May 20th and so the synopsis of this film is that the Crawley family goes on a grand journey to the south of France to uncover the mystery of the dowager countess's newly inherited villa although it's not newly inherited this is what it said on IMDb well, another thing that's happening is the roof is in disrepair so they get this call that there's a film company that wants to do a movie there and a kinema a kinema he was driving me nuts when he was saying that i was like say it right you're english come on yeah it was such a new idea i think he just didn't even know that or how to say that word (laughs) so they need a new roof and the film company is going to pay a lot of money so that's like filming there while the other half of the people are in the south france the cast hugh bonneville jim carter michelle dockery elizabeth mcgovern maggie smith imelda staunton Penelope Wilton, Laura Carmichael, Raquel Cassidy, Brendan Coyle, Kevin Doyle, Michael Fox, Frog- Joanne Froggett, Dominic West, Hugh Dancy, Alan Leach, Phyllis Logan, Sophie McShira, and Leslie Nickel. Okay, so I was pretty annoyed that Matthew Good did not come back to play Henry Talbot. Same. Now he was filming like The Godfather or something else, but with Matthew Good gone. I think that set a tone that he was like, what have we not done with this movie? I've tied up every loose end on my part. You guys can do this without me. I think he would have done it if he wasn't busy. I don't know. But he was just noticeably absent and it it was not fun. I feel like seeing Mary a little bit jaded in her marriage was just not where I wanted to see Mary. Oh, Because the first Downton Abbey movie... She was so happy and in love and with him. And then this one, he's just, oh, he loves me, but he also loves his cars. I don't know. I just didn't like, I wanted to see her happier. You know, she lost a husband Mm -hmm. already and just being alone. That's just not really where I wanted to see Mary. I thought it was relatable. Like how many wives out there are irritated at their husbands for putting their own priorities first outside of their family? Like, I, uh, yeah, it, super it, relatable. Yeah, it's very, it very dates relatable. back from like the history of men. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know? Yeah, regardless of what era it is, it happens to every class apparently of individual. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, did it hit a nerve? Sure. Did I want to see Mary unhappy? No. But here we are. Let's spill the D. Let's spill the D. Here's the part of the show where we spill the D or the T. Mm-hmm. as we call it. <laughs> that means spoilers. We're spoiling it. We've seen the movie. We're talking about it. You kind of have to think that if you're listening to this podcast episode that you're here for the spoilers. Okay. The moment that really caught me in the feels, gosh. Okay. So when Robert starts to cry, when Cora is telling him that she's sick, they're in the South of France or at this villa, they're at this party and she kind of takes him to the garden. Lady Edith is like, mom, you got to tell him. They walk through the garden and she tells him that she's sick. She thinks maybe it's cancer or whatever. And he just loses it. 
loses it. And he's like, you are my life. Like everything that he was saying, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a marriage long loved. He married her for her money when they first met, but then he fell in love. And we all know the story. If you're a fan of Downton Abbey, oh man, just the tears are coming to my eyes. And you realize just how precious time is. He's like, I might be losing my name. I might be losing my mom. I can't lose you too. Because what's happening is that this French villa was gifted to Violet by this guy that she had this, you know, week with. And it's implied that Robert might be this French guy's son. And that's why he was gifted the villa. So he's kind of in this existential crisis of who am I? Where am I? I'm losing all my people. This is crazy. And that was just kind of the straw that broke the camel's back in that moment for him. But geez, didn't that just like, oh, it's like stabbed me in the heart. I didn't start crying and or getting teary-eyed till Dame Maggie Smith passed away. And when I saw that cavalcade, I was like, okay, keep it together self. Hindsight, 2020 here, folks. If Dame Maggie Smith doesn't get a walking cavalcade funeral from Downton to Hogwarts, heads will roll. You understand? They will. She deserves the absolute world. And this movie was made just for Dame Maggie Smith fans. It was made for her to die. For the Dowager Countess, they're like, let's let's let her die nicely. That was my favorite line of the movie. And she says, stop that noise. I can't hear myself (laughs) die. Right? I was like, this is wonderful. Yeah, that is wonderful. And maybe I was just emotional leading up to it. And the Dowager Countess passing away was the icing on the cake for me. But when I did see Hugh Bonneville lose it, oh, a man showing emotions. Good for him. <laughs> you know? And yes, yeah. I get it. It's, it's an emotional moment losing a significant other. I totally get that. And I was mentally prepared for her to pass away because of that. I thought she was going to go. Yeah. I was like, after that scene, I was like, oh, she's going to go before the Dowager Countess does. And that's, what's going to like tear this, you know, Downton apart. Thankfully she didn't, but it's anemia. Yes. And I don't know with this movie in general, I felt this just should have been streamed on HBO max. I did not think that this was a movie made for theaters. I say this as a Downton fan, but I felt like the storylines, they were just beating a dead horse. I always love coming back to Downton. They're doing this for the fans. Like mm-hmm. we don't even need great storylines. We just want to see them doing stuff at Downton. Like when all of the servants were dressed up and like, you the know, garb, the Royal yeah, Garb and, and the Royal Garb yeah. for the, the movie. I, I was like, oh, they're just doing anything with them now. <laughs> like, right. They'll just do anything to have them on screen. And, you know, everybody wants to go back to Downton. It's familiar. It's fun. But I agree with you. It would have been better streaming, honestly, because where have we watched Downton Abbey or in all of its existence at mm-hmm. home in the comfort of our own home on our couches. And, you know, we did go to, you know, the movie theater, the nice theater, but still I'm like, I could have done this at home and it would have been probably better. Right. You got all those fun lines from, you know, the Dowager Countess and, and just seeing them back together. But it was interesting because they can't mess up their lives too much because they've already had a happy ending. So right. everybody's just like, so sickeningly sweet and happy. So maybe that's kind of good that Lady Mary's life wasn't perfect because it kind of counterbalanced how happy Tom was with Lucy and Edith. And yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of drama. No. And it was a lot of fluff storylines that I felt the first movie did its job in making us feel like we saw everything that we needed to see. So going into this, I was like, I don't know what else they can bring to the table. And don't get me wrong. The brother storyline about the marquee, the French marquee, when Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. He passed on the home to Violet. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, maybe there's more to this. And it did get interesting. Yeah, that was that was interesting. I didn't think that they were gonna make Robert lose who he is, Lord Grantham, because you're such a kind man to just strip all of that away from him of who Mm -hmm. his identity, that would have just been cruel. Right. But it did make you think for a moment there. You're like, oh yeah, I did not see this one coming. That makes, oh, that makes the storyline a little more interesting. Makes me think. I didn't think we would also get an answer either. I thought I was like, oh, she's going to die before we find out. And that's why then we'll just be left with another Downton movie somewhere down the line. But I thought she was going to say she didn't know. Oh, okay. But she was like, no, I'm certain. Fun fact, which you already know this, is in one scene where Lady Bagshaw and Mr. Carson are mistaken for a married couple, Imelda Staunton and Jim Carter have been married in real life since 1983. (laughs) So that was just like your wife when they're picking out the hats. Oh, yeah. It's just like this moment where they look at each other. I'm like, how fun is that? Yeah. To be in that scene together was super cute. This is the first role that I don't dislike Imelda Staunton in. (laughs) You know, like my skin crawls when I see her because of how good she did as umbridge i didn't well, get you, any feelings i was like oh i'm not nauseated well even lena was like they didn't put her in pink thank god <laughs> yeah that's your trigger color right or i think that's all of our trigger colors if you put Imelda staunton in pink we're like mm-hmm. oh game over no nope, triggered we yeah. are triggered i really did love the aspect of watching them manage the movie making at downton and how involved like mosley got and then yes. lady mary like everybody was involved and then when they had to go from it being a you know movie to a talkie <laughs> it was just movie magic when lady mary came in and she did the voiceover and it was perfect like that was so fun so this big movie star myrna delglish she's from the class like all the servants are from. So Anna and Daisy kind of like form this friendship with Myrna because she's kind of like one of them came from the same class, but she's so beautiful and she was scouted and she's very unrefined and her voice just sounds like a frog. So it was just this super fun storyline of she's beautiful in a movie, but then when it gets to a talkie, it's ugly. So then you know, Lady Mary comes in with her beautiful voice and accent. She really does have an amazing voice. And it just was oh, that moment where they do the recording for the first time. Hearing Myrna's accent and having Anna and Daisy say, hey, you're no better than us. Mm-hmm. And she heard the dialect, which made me recognize, oh, that's right. There are different dialects of English in the UK. We just don't think anything of it because we're used to our trash dialects over here. Oh, and I hear it. I for sure hear the difference. So you can tell the difference between a, a London versus- Londoner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I wouldn't be able, I mean, I can hear it, but it never crosses my mind to think of different dialects in the UK. Versus here where we have the Midwest, the Southern, the East Coast, NorCal and SoCal. (laughs) I'm very obsessed with this topic, by the way. Okay. Very obsessed with this topic. There's a really good YouTube video of this girl who can do all of them. It's interesting. It's It's funny that you don't hear it, that you don't hear the difference. I hear it from Scotland and London. I can differentiate those. And then if I hear something slightly different, like I can't tell you a... A Welsh accent is because they all identify as Yeah. Yeah. Manchester, any other area. So British folks, help me out. Give me a a playlist of different accents. accents. (laughs) I'll just do like a clip of like hot British guys with all the different (laughs) accents and just send it to you. Right. You can know like, this is how I know this. Okay. And I say this as someone who has a lot of English ancestry. So that's not my proudest moment as someone who has a lot of English 
and Scottish and Irish ancestry. But here we are. I want to learn. I want to get better. Yeah. You can practice your accents. I'm horrible at accents. I have a really <laughs> bad Julia child. And I'm just going <laughs> to leave it at that. So the director, Jack Barber, has, is kind of getting a thing for Mary. I'm just thinking to myself, after the Turkish guy and like all of this other stuff, they're not going to let her do this. Oh. I really thought she was going to kind of jump into his arms. And okay. she's like, no, I'm a little bit too old fashioned for this. And I was glad that she did that. Right. You know, she's been, she's had some, some scandals and then she took on a lover and like this whole thing. And then she decided who she wanted and then she made her choice. It's like, okay, you made your choice. Yeah. I thought her response was also very relatable. She was like, on the contrary, I'm very flattered that you're interested because in my age bracket, that never crosses my mind that somebody else would be interested in me when my husband's gone all the time. Yeah. The mindset was very relatable regardless of the era, (laughs) you know? Yeah. It's like, unless you're JLo or somebody where you're like, you know, you're smoking hot. Like once you get to a certain age, you just, you don't assume that guys are checking you out. Like when I was in my twenties, I knew guys were checking me out. And now I'm just like, excuse me, what? Oh, you need directions. (laughs) Great. (laughs) You just don't even think twice, but yeah, it was super relatable. It's just funny with English traditions, like of that class, like you barely ever see their children. Like she's like, yes, I have a daughter, but you never even see the daughter, the small daughter. You see her son. Mm -hmm. You just never see any of the children. We have a great nanny. Yeah. Nannies are raising the British aristocracy. I'm so happy that Barrow got his happy ending with Guy Dexter. So the movie star Guy Dexter is like, hey, Mm -hmm. I think you're hot. And he keeps, you know, kind of trying to talk to him and fill it out because you can't just be like, so I like men. I'm getting the vibe that you like men. We're not allowed to do that because that's against the law right now. So you have to be really like kind of discreet. He's like, hey, do you want to travel the world with me? Be my valet slash butler dresser, whatever. And more. Thomas didn't think he was going to get his happy ending. I don't know how realistic that storyline was for the time. I'm glad it happened. And I think it was super realistic because if you remember like a few seasons, there was another. Oh, you're right. Aristocratic guy that had a valet or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I think that's just kind of how they were able to do things back then. Yeah. I mean, very discreetly. It was cute to see Daisy married to Andrew. I don't remember them being married. I remember them dating. Yeah. I don't remember them getting married either, but they kind of gave that information to us in this movie. Yeah. Okay. Oh, mystery. Parker, Mrs. Parker. And they were trying um, to get rid of the uh, their landlord. <laughs> You're like, hey, Mrs. Padmore over there. Yeah, go get down with that. And then they did. They got a little drunky poo at the little filming party and decided like, hey, we could do this for the rest of our lives. Let's tie up this loose end because Mrs. Patmore is finally going to be happy. Can mm-hmm. you believe that like she just was like a virgin her whole life? Is that <laughs> really Mrs. a thing? Patmore? Yes. And she just cooked her whole life, just her whole life, just cooking. Did she specifically say that? Like, was that a storyline? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She didn't know anything about that. Like, I think it was when Anna was getting married to Bates and she's like, I don't have any advice to give you because I don't know, you know, because they call them Mrs. Even though they're not married. Right. Like Mrs. Hughes before she married Mm -hmm. Mr. Carson, but they still called her Mrs. Hughes because everybody's like, wait, Mrs. Carson, our brains can't compute. We just have to call you Mrs. Hughes. Well, good for Mrs. Patmore. Yeah, good for Mrs. Patmore. I am so excited that Mosley and Baxter, that engagement scene where the microphone was there and she's wearing the pretty dress and they finally got engaged. I mean, they really tied all these things up really quickly. He's like, oh, you want to write movies and I'll give you 
thousands of millions of dollars to do this. And they tied that up really nicely, but it's, you know, I mean, this show is so just indulgent for all the fans. It's just, they're giving us everything that we want. Although I could have used some more Anna and Bates interactions in this movie. Cause he was in the South of France and she stayed at downtown. So we didn't get to see them together very much, but I love that their son's name's Johnny after him. Mm-hmm. I get why they tied everything up as nicely as they did, but those were just like fluff pieces to me. Oh yeah. It's all, it was all fluff. All the yeah. scenes in the South of France where everybody's just wearing really good clothes and like talking about this. Oh, could his father really be the monkey? Yeah. And they're just in their really rich outfits in the South of France. Yes. This is such a big problem, <laughs> right. but you're just enjoying watching it because it's such beautiful scenery, beautiful costumes, you know, the storyline of Lucy and Lady Bagshaw and that that was her daughter. Oh, yes. The first movie, she comes right. as like a lady's maid, but it's really yes. her daughter that she secretly had and they knew about it. And then she was finally able to make her like That's legitimate. Right. I'm like, that was a really good storyline. Mm-hmm. Where's some more of that? But I mean, they can only do that so many times because I think with Edith's storyline with her daughter, Marigold, there was a lot of secrets, but I could always right. use a juicy secret. Mm-hmm. Like we only got one, one dead Turkish guy in the bedroom. I'm like, come on, we need some more. You know, it would be really fun mm. is a murder mystery at Downton. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. It would be really good. That'd right. be so good. dude. Murder mystery at Downton. I was just thinking photo shoots, photo shoots, staging they, a picnic. Like if they did the movie <laughs> <No>. <laughs> clue kind of, <laughs> but Downton, that would be amazing. But like James Corden <laughs> right? yes. like, plays Tim Curry, <laughs> but it's James Corden. And like, oh my gosh, he needs to do this on his show. The cast right? of Downton, he makes them do clue and he's <laughs> in charge. This would be my dream come true. That would be right? amazing. Yeah, I'm putting that out into the universe. Right. I mean, overall, it wasn't the most exciting movie, but it's it was for the fans. Like, we just want to see them at Downton doing Downton things. And this is Pat Moore getting stressed out about what's going to be for dinner. Well, here's where I, I differ. I think Downton is their safe place. And they just keep circling back to it because it's their safe, happy place. But this cast has so much potential to do bigger and better things. And I can only think of two cast members who've done great work outside of Downton when I love this whole cast. Like I loved Michelle Dockery in Defending Jacob. She was amazing in this other miniseries called Anatomy of a Scandal. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We have to watch that. Okay. It was so good. It was unreal. Yeah. These are very smart roles. And while Downton is great, it's just like this fluff piece now. They do it for the fans. I mean, all of those actors have done a lot of other stuff, but they're doing it for the fans because they were going to do six seasons in a movie. That was the deal. Mm -hmm. And then somehow this second movie happened and you're right. It was just fluff. It was good. Like I'll, I mean, I'll probably just have it on at like around Christmas time. Sometimes I just put on down snappy and let it play. Yeah. Well, I look forward to supporting the cast in their new other roles that are outside of Downton because again, it's a great cast. That's why we go back. Oh yeah. I mean, them all together is magical. I mean, there's nothing as magical as the Christmas special for season three. When Matthew asks Mary to marry him, there's nothing like that moment. It's just the way the camera pans around in a circle. And I was like, dear God in heaven, this is romantic AF, (laughs) you know, in his blue eyes. And yeah, he was Prince Charming. And now it is time for the Fangirl Spotlight of the Week. Fangirls podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom made fandom inspired artwork in digital download form with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, 
Downton Abbey, and more, you are sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. We are offering 10% off our Etsy store with the code FANGIRL. Link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. FANGIRL's podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and, and fan guys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to listen to all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you, so connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called The Fangirl's Favorite Things, inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Downton, Downton Abbey, High Clare Castle, any of the cast of Downton Abbey, PBS Masterpiece Theater. Yeah, all of that. All of that. Just all for the big stuff. fans. We're not affiliated with anyone. Except for Belief Podcast Network. We are yeah. affiliated with them. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.